0: Welcome to the Modern Nonprofit Fundraiser Podcast, where we help nonprofits reimagine generosity and put the joy back in fundraising. Hear from leading nonprofit fundraisers and marketers
1: as they reveal strategies for strengthening donor relationships to propel your nonprofit forward. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Virtuous Podcast. This is Gabe. Today, I'm so excited to have John Lyon with us. John's the president and CEO of World Hope International. Um, World Hope is an amazing organization doing work in countries like Liberia and the Philippines. So, John, welcome to the podcast.
0: Thank you, Gabe. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I'd love to hear just a little bit from you about uh, how you got into nonprofits and how you ended up at World Hope.
0: Sure. I, uh, I've always had an interest in uh, international uh, relief and development, and uh, I've also had a, 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 a sort of dual passion for law. And so you know, after college, I joined the Peace Corps and uh, served for two years in Jamaica. Uh, after that, I went to law school and uh, after law school, I practiced law for over a decade and uh, when this opportunity at, at World Hope opened up, I, I decided to uh, get back to my roots in the, in the international development space. Uh, but even while I was practicing law, I would always take opportunities to uh, do pro bono work around uh, uh, supporting uh, p- programming abroad. and. Uh, And then after I worked at my law firm, I worked at a uh, uh, became general counsel of a a startup energy company that was developing hydroelectric dams in Africa. Uh, So that gave me some more uh, project finance experience and development experience, uh, which I'm now bringing to bear from the nonprofit perspective.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. I love the sort of the combination of of legal and managing even sort of the bureaucracy of doing international work and some of the really hands-on experience in the hydro space. So that's a, that's a good experience to have to bring to bear. So tell me a little bit about um, World Hope in general. Like what do you, what countries are you working in? I know you mentioned um, five countries. What are the areas that you're focusing on? Sort of what are your, what's your vision for the world?
0: Oh sure. Well, uh, we're, we're trying to. We're, we are fighting extreme poverty, uh, and, and we're focused on five countries: uh, Sierra Leone, Liberia, Philippines, Cambodia, and Haiti. Uh, and within that, th- those countries, we we're, we we're, we're, we have five programs that we're we're focusing on: uh, water sanitation, health, uh, anti human trafficking and gender-based violence, uh, education, and uh, um, emergency response uh so um yeah yeah so uh as, as we, we do uh, uh so within these countries we're really doing a lot of all those things but they're the 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 nexus between all of them is the the geography that we're doing these these uh doing these programs so um sierra, sierra leone is our largest country uh we we're, we're literally in we're operating in every district in the the country um and uh uh in Cambodia and liberia um, philippines and and haiti we we're, we're, we're growing, and uh want to continue uh expanding our programming and, 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 and increasing our impact.
1: yeah, you know, I love your um I love the mission of the organization uh, i it's It's so hard for me to even wrap my mind around how you guys are holding attention, both the emergency response aspects of what you're doing and the sort of the long-term play holistic care but focusing on specific countries i think is just a beautiful approach um as you go and um try to think about fundraising for world hope uh, my guess is that you sort of have this focus on hey we need sustaining donors that are in this for the long haul that really understand our holistic holistic long-term plan for these countries at the same time when the emergency happens you have to respond and so Um, can you talk about how you mobilize donors in those emergency moments? Um, what kind of tactics have you used to be able to move large groups of people fast? Uh,
0: yeah. So, I mean, we're, uh, we, you know, whenever there's a disaster, there's, uh, donors, uh, uh, want to participate in it. You know, it's, it's an interesting donor psychology, right? Uh, there is, there's a disaster that's in the news. Uh, I think donors want to, Want to want They find meaning in doing something now. They get the uh, the the uh, exigent reason to do something now. Um, and I actually, really like disasters. I, you know, I don't like the 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 death and destruction that happens as a result of the disaster. But what I do like about it is that, is that a disaster really strips away all the uh, all the fake uh, differences that we have as as humans, and really uh, you, you start to see people rally around. Uh, and support each other uh, against a common existential threat. Um, and uh, for me, that, I, that that's one thing I like about disasters. You know, w- you know, I can work with a, there, there, maybe there's a person that I was competing with, and now all of a sudden they're my best friend, and we're 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 we're, we're working together to to uh, fight this disaster. I think that's uh, that that's one thing I love. So after a disaster, there's always three things that people offer. You know, they will offer their 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 cash. They'll offer stuff, you know, goods, uh, and then the, they're willing to offer their services. Um, the, uh, the services are uh, something we're, if it's a domestic response, last year during the hurricanes, we set up sites in, in Texas and Florida, and we were able to move about 500 volunteers into those sites to uh, just do basic, like cleaning people's houses out, um, helping people uh, uh, get, fix, get, get things fixed back up. Uh, internationally, it can be a little more tricky. Um, so we've, we've organized a, a program called Freshwater Training, or sorry, sorry just uh, fr- freshwater, freshwater Production Teams. Um, so what we ha- we've done in advance of the, 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 the disaster is we've trained about 90 uh, volunteers to staff um, a uh, a, a, a portable uh, RO, uh, reverse osmosis, uh, water purification system. So uh, this will allow us to be able to get uh, teams to uh, an international disaster site and set up uh, water points wherever there's need and be able to make water, uh, uh, 360 gallons of fresh water per site uh, per day using solar power or a small generator. Um, so having teams uh, trained in advance it really helps uh, to be able to mobilize people. Um, also, the logistics are in, you have to have par- We have partnerships in place in advance of a disaster to be able to move people. So we have a partnership with a group of uh, that have a group of yachts that we can we can uh, move people to. Uh, we got some partnerships with uh, um, a group called Airlink that uh, that can uh, move people as well for disasters. Uh, and then there's some uh, general aviation uh, folks that we are teaming with to be able to get um, people to a disaster uh, quickly. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's all about partnerships. Uh, the uh, We also have on the engineering front, the uh, we have a partnership with Katadyne, uh USA, which is a, uh, um, a, uh, a really sophisticated water uh, purification company. They, they make a uh, uh, hiker brand, you know, commercial grade um filters for hikers, but they also make uh, these units that can uh, either desalinate water or purify water through a reverse osmosis system. Um, and so uh, a partnership with them has helped us have the technical capacity to be able to do this as well.
1: That's great. Um, I, uh, you talked a lot about partners and that your engineering partners and your travel partners, but then you have your donors as partners, other people just on the ground in emergency. What, um, in coordinating all that, which just sounds, you know, you turn what would normally be a three-year project into a two-week project, just microwave everything, which is hard. So what are, what are some lessons that you've learned in coordinating all those partners that you can share with some of our listeners that might be helpful?
0: Yeah, I think, uh, advanced planning as much as you can do, uh, all these disasters are unique. Uh, I haven't been, you know, since I've been here, since I've been CEO in 2013, Uh, we've responded to at least one major worldwide disaster every year. And every single one of them is different from uh, the uh, hurricane Hyena in the Philippines to Ebola in Sierra Leone to the Nepal earthquake in, in Nepal, uh, the uh, uh, hurricane Matthew in Haiti, the earthquakes in Ecuador and then last year's hurricanes, as well as we had the, we responded on the mudslide in Freetown Sierra Leone last year as well. Every single one of them is completely yep. unique and in your the the goal is uh just to have a a, a network of pre established uh, partners that you know that you can lean on and uh, work with people on the ground to figure out what what's the greatest need um, and uh, how can you make the biggest impact um, with with the resources that you have
1: yeah that's great in those in the moment of sort of high intensity emergency, your partners a little bit, but probably even more donors. How do you guys, how do you guys get the word out to your constituency that, Hey, there has been a problem and, and these are the updates as we go along. And, and this is what it means for you. How how do you think about messaging? And then how do you guys use technology in those moments too, to kind of spread the word and get people mobilized faster?
0: Mm -hmm. Sure. So uh, whenever we decide we're gonna to respond to a disaster. Our communications team has a checklist of things that they, they run through. Um, uh, one of them is an immediate email to all donors. Um, we also have uh, uh, partner uh, out, outlets that we, we, we message through. So um, one partner we, we have is the Westland Church. And so we message through all the, the, all the, the 1500 Westland churches in the North America. Um, uh, so we're working with all of our partner outlets uh, we use social media to, to try and drive more quick, uh, real time updates. Uh, we have a, 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 a public relations team that we work with that, uh, so because we're getting there quickly, um, we, we actually have something that's useful to, for the news. Uh, we have on the ground people that can speak to the disaster from a on the, on the ground point of view. So we, we position our people uh, with the news, uh, to, to be able to speak to that. so that, that's another, uh, message. Um, we're also using, uh, increasingly using Google AdWords and Google advertisements to get the message out. So, uh, using those online tools, um, Facebook as well, uh, kind of helps blast out the message to as many people as we can get, get it to, um, Yeah. And then, you know, as we, as we execute on the ground, we, uh, you know, we report back. Um, I, you know, for for me, I want to, I want to, one of the things that attracted me to world hope was, uh, when I was a lawyer, I, I, uh, made a donation to world hope to build a, a specific building and, uh, you know, uh, they sent me a photo of that specific building after it was done. I thought that was just, that was just the, the coolest thing uh, that, that we had. I was just so, the, the, I, I was just one degree of separation from the actual project. Right. So um, I think the, the bigger you get, the harder uh, that transparent transparency can be, can be. Um, but uh, one thing I like about world hope is that I want, and I want to keep it that way is, is having that kind of real time transparency so that donors can feel uh, a part of the, the, the good work that we're doing uh, that they're like in a disaster their their dollars are, are directly supporting a, a relief effort that's saving lives.
1: Yeah. Let's spend a second there because I, that's so important. Um, closing the loop with the donors and actually giving them a, a real sense, like statistically and stories of what their gifts are accomplishing in the world. It's, it's so critical and I don't think everybody fully gets that, but it logistically it can be challenging. I know you guys have a pretty lean team here in the U S mm-hmm. and a, a lot more kind of boots on the ground in the five countries you're working in. So how do you guys do that? I mean, how do you guys get the the picture of the well or the picture of the building cycled back to the donor and, and talk to them about the impact they're making?
0: Uh, for, so for disasters, it's uh it takes pre-planning, right? So uh, for instance, these teams that we're sending out, they're, they're actually going to be going with uh, uh, vegans, which are, you know, satellite-based uh, um, internet connections. So they'll be able to beam back uh, photos and communicate, uh, even though all the telephone lines and telecommunications are completely gone so, uh, and then we've trained all of our volunteers on like how, to, how, to, how they can talk, you know, what, what's the best process to talk to reporters, um, what's the, uh, what kind of information are they gonna be looking for, what kind of information should they be looking for for other disaster responders so that, that we can uh, kind of be a part of a force multiplying effect of the, the response. Um, so that's, that's uh, pr- uh, how we're organizing our communications uh, side. Uh, on the development side, uh, it just takes uh, uh, consistent policy and, and, and practice and, and really uh, encouraging our, you know, make sure our staff are, are following through. Uh, so for instance, uh, any donor that gives over uh, a certain amount will get a specific well report um, and we'll have a photo of the well with uh, the, some of the villages, the GPS coordinates, the drilling depth, the, uh, you know, the uh, how water productivity, that, that kind of thing. Uh, also, the number of beneficiaries and, and uh, other key data points on that well. Uh, so, th- you know, th- I want to keep doing that. And uh, and uh, now we can't do that for um, you know somebody that gives five dollars, uh, but uh, it, 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 we, we would we wouldn't be able to. We, we are, our our administrative costs would go to would, would go through the ceiling. <laughs> but but we can we yeah. can do that for you know uh, uh, you know a significant gift like five thousand.
1: That's great. Do you guys have a way to pull your that project data coming in from the field, pull that into your your sort of donor management and marketing tools to be able to push it back out to donors?
0: Uh, yeah, we do. Uh, so we 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 use uh, Blackboard Fair. CRM. Uh, so that that's how yep. we're able to uh, loop all that communication back. So you know the 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 donor cycle is uh, find somebody who's interested in your work, uh, tell them about our work if they're interested, they give that all this gets plugged into the CRM system. And then we know that that person needs to get a report, um, uh, at some point in the near future. So, yeah, so we have a whole gift processing CRM team that that's, uh, keeping track of the record record that, you know, the, the, the gifts and the, and the reporting back.
1: That's perfect. That's great. Well, that's, that's really helpful. It's, and um, logistically, you know, closing the loop, uh, not just an emergency response, but for those long-term projects too, it just, it takes a lot of discipline to do it well, but man, when you can, when you can do it well, it makes a huge difference in generosity. And I think it's amazing that you guys have made that a priority.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, well. We, um, we usually finish these things with a little bit of a lightning round. So I'd love to, if you're okay with it, just fire a couple of quick questions at you to kind of finish our time together. Sure. Perfect. Okay. So first one, uh, I love this one, especially from your point of view. Um, what book kind of that you've read in, let's say the last year or so, has had the biggest impact on you or, and or what podcast are you re- are listening to right now that you're really digging? <laughs>
0: Uh, on most recent book I've read is a, a book called resilience. It, it's a, uh, um, a, a book about how people can become more resilient. Um, and it mm-hmm. explores, explores that from a, a, a medical perspective and, a, but also a psychological perspective. Um, I thought that was a, a, a really good read. Um, uh, wow. and, uh, yeah, just basic things like humor, sense of humor, uh things like um, um going to church, having uh knowing there's there's a higher purpose for what we do and our being uh it makes us more resilient. Uh, so it's definitely uh, I highly
1: recommend the book. Uh, great. I'll put that one on my list. Uh
0: podcast, uh I'll have to start listening to your podcast, Gabe. So uh I uh <laughs> 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 uh, honestly i don't I don't, do a, I don't do a lot of podcasting um so uh I, you know would probably just listen to the radio or you know when i'm in the car and uh um uh, uh yeah I guess, I guess planet money that's one i've been enjoying
1: uh um, oh yeah planet money it's a good yeah. one
0: yeah that's a good one so
1: i figured with how much time you spent on airplanes traveling all over the world you'd have a you'd have a couple of podcast vices to keep you sane
0: yeah actually books well I, good
1: I, I read more books. So
0: <laughs> my, my reading God. list this month, this summer is the uh, I'm, I'm reading, uh, I finished reading the uh, uh, Resilience actually me pull it up for you here. Uh, if you want to, if you're curious yeah. about my reading list, um, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Yeah. I posted it on my Facebook page if you're curious. So, uh, uh, Hi. okay. All right. Hi. So my, my reading list here. Yeah. Um, uh, Resilience, the Science of Mastering Life's Greatest Challenges uh, by Dr. S- Stephen M. Southwick and Dr. Dennis Carney. Uh, Overcoming Class Clu- uh, Cluelessness in America by Joan Williams. Uh, Master Your Money by Ron Blue. And uh, Energy in, in Civilization and uh, History by Vakal Simmel. So that's that's my list for the summer.
1: That's a diverse list. I love that list. That's a great <laughs> list. <laughs> Um, okay well last one here Uh, how do you find balance so uh, just the pressures of of running an organization that's just that's doing such important work all over the world traveling all over managing a team so how do you stay sane do you have a kind of go-to hobbies or ways to relax and find balance
0: um well, other than reading, I, uh, I like to get out outside and go hiking, be out in the woods. And, uh, that, that's something I enjoy. I have uh, two young boys. Uh, I like to get out and play with them. And, uh, I have a good, good wife that, uh, I enjoy spending time with as well. So that's, uh, I try to, I try to exercise as much as I can. So that, that helps as well. Um, yeah. So, uh, also I, you know, yeah. We, we we are doing a lot, but we have really great people working at World Hope. So uh, uh, I, I I lean on our our program directors, our country directors, and our, our uh, senior leadership at the in the organization to uh, make sure that the ship's steering straight.
1: Yeah, and that makes a huge difference. It's you, you have to be just smart enough to hire people smarter than you, and when you can do that, that your life gets a lot easier. So that's, yeah. that's such a big one
0: definitely i i my view is uh we we hire hire smart people so that they can tell me what to do instead of me telling them what to do so
1: <laughs> exactly exactly oh that's great well john it's been uh, a pleasure having you thank you so much for taking the time i know you got a lot of travel coming up so safe travel and we appreciate you joining us today terrific thanks so much gabe all right talk to you soon We hope
0: you enjoyed today's episode of the Modern Nonprofit Fundraiser. The podcast is brought to you by Virtuous, the CRM and marketing automation software helping charities raise more money and create more good. Be sure to rate and subscribe. For more resources, head to VirtuousCRM.com.